This episode of the award-winning Here For It podcast, the award-winning Here For It podcast, is brought to you by Masturbation. Masturbation May is here, and y'all already know that there is only one way to stay STI and fuckboy free. Do it your goddamn self. I mean, if you want to get it done. And get it done right. The right way. <laughs> get you some toys. Get you a rubber glove. I've been seeing the rubber glove in these new videos. Is the rubber glove thing here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It feels like someone else is jacking you off instead of you. Okay. Can um, you just do that with a condom and put some lube in it? But then you'll is feel like the it's... the same thing? Or is no, it, it feels different. Because you recommended that in one of your... I sure did. Coming back to it. Coming back around. <laughs> full circle. Um, do some Tantra. I recommended that as well before. Um, if you need to involve someone, you can do some, from, some frauding if you would like. Um, and if all else fails, get you a teddy and give yourself a show while you do the masturbation. But it is Masturbation May, and I will endorse you guys masturbating all month long. It is spring, the kids are out here with all their things on display, and all their things have not been checked for STIs. So have fun at home. It is Masturbation May, and this is Here For A Podcast. I am the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N, a.k.a. the Master Masturbator, B.K.A. the Bringer of Fire. Oh, okay. Is that like, I'm never my sh- My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters and, of course, RonaldMatters.com. This is your weekly colorful commentary on LGBT health and wellness with Prep Advocate Him and Six Specialist Me. No, to... not sex specialist. Me, gross. That's wow. Hmm. Um, Try to take all my jobs. Wow, all my jobs. Woo. Can I? Can I have a job? <laughs> no, no. <See? laughs> Prep advocate and sex specialist at the Superman. That's you will try to have seven jobs. You're not Jamaican. Oh, that's a stereotype. Oops. Mm. Wow. <laughs> See the racism can. and xenophobia jump out <laughs> wow. on this podcast. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, prep advocate and sex specialist at the Superman and culture blogger Ronald Matters. There you go. That's the one job you got. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Um, speaking of xenophobia, our icebreaker this week is what is your favorite Cardi B song lyrically? Um, I figure we show my Dominican sister you some love. Just throw this stuff on me. On, on, okay. First off, you like stuff me I throw on you. <laughs> Write that down. Um, I figure that we would show my Dominican sister some love. Uh, since we typically roast her on this podcast, sure. and then uh, she got roasted last weekend for a dress um, that showed her coochie crack and her ass crack or something of that nature. Mm. Um, so I figured we would celebrate her for a moment. I'll go first. Yeah, because I got to go through the um, Lyrically, I think that she has great songs. I think that she is definitely where she is because she is able to uh, put out some good music, uh, written or not, whatever. Um... But lyrically, her best song to me is Get Up 10. Um, Get Up 10 uh-huh. is um, such an upbeat, motivational song. Um, <laughs> that... <laughs> is it single ladies? I mean, like, you just put it in the same vein with. No, I did you not. It's an upbeat, motivational. Yeah. Upbeat. Single ladies is motivating me to. Child. That don't, that don't mean it's in the same category. There's a whole bunch of songs that are upbeat or motivational. Don't mean they're single ladies. And this okay. is not single ladies. Oh, okay. Um, Get Up 10 is its own thing. Let's, <laughs> let's be clear with that. Um, but it's um, very inspirational in the fact of you know oh. that 
she probably did lose like nine to ten times, but she's getting back up ten times. Um, and I don't know that math is her strong suit, but um, falling nine times and getting up ten is just way better. So I don't know if that was intentional or a slip of the tongue, but it is lyrically her best song for me. I love Get Up Ten. I really, I think her best verse to date is on Clout with. Um, oh, girl. She said, I should run a whole, a whole blog at this rate. Bitches always talking about me when they got something to sell. And bitches say my name, say my name, Destiny Child. Bitches like Brandy, they want to be down. I said, Yes, come on now. I was like, Oh, the, wow, I, I love this. But like her best solo song by herself. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Takesha, no, no, mm. no. I did not tell you to do that. Um, I really like Moneybag. It's between Moneybag and Bickenhead on Invasion of Privacy. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking more Moneybag, though. Yeah, I like Moneybag more. I like Moneybag. Okay. Well, that was our icebreaker this week. Um, if you guys have different songs of Cardi B's that you guys like lyrically, let us know what your favorites Bitches are. Bitches like Brandy, they want to be down. <laughs> they just want to get down. Um, our word of the day this week is edge play. Edge play revert, uh, refers to having risky sex. The more taboo, um, the end of the spec. The more taboo uh, end of the spectrum of BDSM activities. Um, everyone's definition of edge play is a little bit different. Yeah, because all of us play play to me. Oh, what is this? Can we just do missionary, sir? No, that's that, no, that's <laughs> definitely not going to be categorized under edge play. Um, but edge play can include blood. It oh, can include oh knife play. <laughs> knives? Yeah. Knives, needles, things like that. Like those um, rollers that you see people rolling with mm-hmm. sharp sharp ends on and rolling across people's nipples and stuff like that. That kind of stuff is is under the can umbrella you, of edge stop? play. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. If there's actually a chance of real physical harm, it's likely it's called edge play or it falls under the... Um, umbrella of edge play. Is that the one about putting the belt around your neck and locking it before you did? No, that's, that's it. not. No, because there's a chance of harm. Um, I there mean, ha- yeah, I, have I guess. Fatalities. Yeah, I there guess. are two I fatalities guess. on record. Edge play has a big ass umbrella, basically. Um, but only getting bloody with a partner who knows what they're doing, without a doubt, and has been tested for STIs, is the best way to do edge play. Um, if you are going to engage in these kind of acts, have fun, obviously. Make sure you get consent on both ends and make sure that you are not taking a risk that you do not want to take or know that you are taking when you are about to engage in edge play. Like making him bleed and then licking it. Ooh. You can this do that. This sounds really scary. So make but sure that very, y'all both Very have... interview with the vampire, which I thought was sexy. <laughs> Who played the vampire? Brad Pitt, um, Tom Cruise, okay. um, Antonio Banderas. Uh, it was back then. Okay, it was just like a 93 movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that was fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. Oh, I got to watch that. Oh, you're very late. Um, but you don't have to get maimed to enjoy BDSM. You do not have to die. Do not die out here doing BDSM. Edge play, our word of the day, W-E-R-D. Okay. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to Here For A Podcast. Again, we're on episode 110, two years later from the inception of this loud, ghetto-ass podcast. And we appreciate you guys 
for listening and staying tuned and keeping up with us and supporting us. If you would like this podcast to continue, please get over to our Patreon. We have content every week. You can be a part of exclusive content that no one else gets to see but our Patreon subscribers. You can keep this podcast going for at least $1 a month. At least $1 a month will keep this podcast going. I know you hoes got it. I know y'all got it. Because I see y'all here buying fucking... Um, Zara and H&M. I know y'all always got it. Oh, Zara just finna come out with a new collection for the kids. Um, so if you would like to support a couple niggas, get over to our Patreon. We would appreciate it. If you are poorer than us and cannot afford that, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you are too poor to have an internet connection, then give us a dollar in person when you see us. Thank you so much. Um, can I announce it now? Yeah. The, okay, so, um, the two-year, um, podcast anniversary, we asked you guys to submit... Um, to receive a microphone from us and a one hour, what do we say? Coaching? Is that what it's called? And consultation. I'm, oh, wow. I didn't know I was one of those types of girls. Okay, but I do that now. Can I put that on my LinkedIn? No. Oh. <laughs> um, you, ain't did, you ain't did one yet. You're trying to put it on your goddamn LinkedIn. <laughs> Look, girl, I got an interview, okay? <laughs> I got the job. Shout out to Jasmine M. Um, Jazz. We really loved your email to us, and we've been in communication talking about talking about possible titles for her lesbian centric um, podcast. So we'll definitely, definitely, ooh, this is the second time that word hmm. definitely be contacting you. A D word is fucking up your mouth. To um, discuss details about booking the coaching, you say it's called consultation. consultation. Okay, wow, I do that now. Okay. I'm claiming I do it. I ain't did it. Ain't did one. <laughs> Trying to put it on something. Um. Yeah. So shout out. Yes. Um. One without flaws is her name on Instagram. You should tell all her business. Let yeah. Because she pocket. got business. Let, let, let us. So if y'all want to keep her accountable, get over to her Instagram and spam her in about a month and say, "Hey, girl, we waiting on girl, your we waiting on your podcast." When the lunch date gonna be? So we love you. One without flaws. Thanks, boo. Um. Who doesn't want to be more handsome out here? If you're like me and you want to be at your peak of handsomeness, try Strix Cosmetics. That's Strix, S-T-R-Y-X, Cosmetics. It glides on smooth and is undetectable to the average eye. Since we cherish our listeners, because we love y'all so much, for an exclusive 25% off your order when you order it, Strix.com, S-T-R-Y-X. Mm-hmm. When you order um, anything with Strix and you use our promo code, um, here for it 25 H-E-R-E-F-O-R-I-T-25, you can get your Strix products today for 25% off exclusively this month. Bitch, I love this. They got tinted moisturizers. They got concealers. Absolutely. Anticore, anticore. Add to cart. Um, and they are also very sensitive to multi-diverse um, groups. So it's not just one color of people that are catered to in their cosmetics. So get over and check it out. It's great. We are also sponsored this week by Project Briggs, who will be hosting the annual toiletry drive for Casa Ruby. The date will be announced soon. Project Briggs holding it down for our community and for our trans sisters. Thank you so much. Check out projectbriggs.org, where, of course, I am a contributor to their newsletter. What did I write about this month? I write so much. Um, I think I talked about the transgender ban actually went into effect 
which I cannot believe is not causing more of a ruckus out here. But okay. And if you would like to check out our commentary last week, we talked about it last week as far as the uh, National Guard states that are uh, defying the current president and allowing trans people in their formation still. Thank God for Jesus and Beyonce. Absolutely. Oh, first of all, I finally saw the Before I Let Go video. And she included the um, trans woman from Houston. Is she from Houston? She included her that, that lady's whole Instagram video in the official Before I Let Go video because mm-hmm. Beyonce was like chopping and cutting and clipping but Beyonce was like no y'all need to see all 60 seconds of this this trans woman slayed so shout out to Beyonce for their trans representation in, in her before I let go video absolutely just random sorry yeah 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 our affirmation this week is Game of Thrones inspired of course we got two episodes left and so anytime I can um, sneak something from Game of Thrones like and put it in here <laughs> wow pity um Santa said, um, when asked about being a little bird again this past episode, um, if it weren't for Littlefinger, Ramsey, and the others like like them, I'd mm-hmm. still be just a little bird. Little bird meaning someone that's innocent, someone that's um, defenseless, someone that is easily targeted. Mm. Um, if you're not growing and evolving from your pain and using it to rise like a phoenix from the ashes, you will stay stuck in victimhood. Um, and that is what Sansa did not do. She did not stay stuck in victimhood. She did not stay in slavery. She did not stay um, in a place where she was being raped. She did not stay in a place where she was being manipulated. Um, she moved from those situations and grew to be a bigger and better person um, despite what her uh, victimization had done to her. Victimhood can be a cozy hotel for a few nights or even weeks, but do not do not make it a permanent address. You don't always have to be a little bird. You can morph into a fierce-ass eagle if you use your pain and stop letting it use you. Santa did not let her her pain use her to her detriment. She used that pain to be in a better position for herself and be in a better position for her family. And you all should definitely be affirmed by that. Hmm. Wow, that was powerful. Absolutely. Um, this week in Tepid Topics... Last week, we talked about um, gay spaces and their importance and um, our ferocity that... Can we come over your house? No. It's a gay space. It's important. Mm, no, it's not that we kind of We should party space. over there. No. I stopped, I stopped partying. Um, <laughs> we coming in, over your house. I stopped partying at my house in 2015. Pride coming up? No. I need to stay with you. No. It's closer to the host hotel. No. <laughs> Um, so those gay spaces are extremely important. Uh, black gay spaces also are extremely important. Um, and one of the biggest black gay spaces here in Washington, D.C. is being, uh, invaded by homophobes. Uh, and those homophobes are going by the name of City Girls. Oh, somebody linked me today. I was like, I hope y'all gonna talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Well, girl, it's the first topic. I hope you excited. <laughs> yep. I definitely am. It was somebody else that's being booked for Pride, too. It's not just her. Who else was it? Damn. More homophobic than the city girls? Kaya was down to the um, May 3rd through May 5th down in Texas. They had their Houston Splash. Is that what it's called? Uh-huh. Kaya was hosted down to the Houston Splash. And I'm just like, but didn't she just say, fuck Maddie, fuck the fags and the gays and the dicks up the asses and men are suspects? But then y'all want to turn around and have Maddie for Juneteenth. 
Texas get it together. Well, that's Dallas, so I guess yeah. it's different. Yeah, it's eight hours away from each one. It depends on how you drive. <laughs> it depends on who driving. It it, it depends on who where, where the state troopers at. Really, it really do. Well, hopefully that's far enough away because I cannot believe that Houston had Kaya hosting their Houston Little Splash. Well, you got to talk to your Houston friends about that. Woo! Um, but we have our own problem in our own backyard right now. Um, Black Pride Memorial Day weekend has booked um, City Girls to perform during Black Pride. I don't know what memo was given to them that that was a thing and that was a good thing for Black Pride. Um, I can understand um, heterosexual women going up for City Girls because of representation and they feel like they see themselves in those raps. But um, hetero homosexual men who glorify this one girl because the other girl is in jail right now, so she don't count. Um, but glorify this one girl and just forget that her comments were so hateful and so wrong and so homophobic toward her own son. And you used to be that son before. Like when you were her son's age, people were making the same comments about you trying to, um, you know, toughen you up or make you more masculine so you could be less feminine. You wouldn't be a faggot or a sissy out here in these streets. They used to talk to you the same way. You don't remember that. And so now you out here glorifying someone that's making music about the same homophobia that puts you in therapy today. And we're bringing that, we're inviting that into pride. Um, wow. I'm absolutely not fucking here for it. Um, I don't think that there's room for tolerance with homophobia at a gay event. At a black gay event, no less. Uh, y'all can make room for homophobia in all kinds of other things, but at Black Pride, I don't see it. I ain't here for it. Miss me with it. I think I'm like I like I wonder if they had already just paid their deposit and it was not refundable before when, the two years ago. Came, oh, <laughs> I'm asking. I don't know. Don't yell at me. I'm like I'm, I'm just trying to you know like I'm trying to think of both sides of the coin. So I'm like I wonder how we got there. I just wanna I don't know. It's so many spaces that the city girls could go and perform in. So she many. was just here for Broccoli Fest on April the 26th. She was just here. With dry ass <laughs> performances. And the word on the curb is she just left, right, left, right, hold the mic out, go back across the stage to the other side, hold the mic out. Thank you guys for coming out. <laughs> so that means I could be a city girl then. I mean, what the fuck are we, what? What are we booking you for? To do what? You don't have no new music, you don't have no dance moves, and you don't have no lyrical content. And you homophobic coming to a gay event. Somebody make it make sense. It don't make no goddamn sense to me. Um, That's colorful commentary for both of us. I mean, that represents... Our pride does not have to be one of the spaces that the city girls feel safe in. Because she should not feel safe at our pride. She don't hate gay people. Her style is gay. (laughs) I was triggered. (laughs) I was like, what? Y'all have to come up with new responses, ma'am. I was triggered. Come up with that you've donated to this, or you've gone and spoken here, or you've, you know, my views have evolved. I don't so think so that so I am happy if my some, son is gay. Some, some else, uh, my cousin gay. Yeah, girl. Study showed that one in four people in America have a relative that's homosexual. <laughs> that, well, there's something outside of heterosexual. So yeah, girl, it's really common that a cousin is gonna be gay, ma'am. I mean, that's not groundbreaking. I'm the gay cousin, <laughs> FYI. Not um, to this girl. No, but. no, but for other problematic girls, I know. 
So um, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Black Pride, please get it together. You got all this money for a Bentley truck, but don't got no money for no media training. Mm-hmm. Or the de- uh, delete button at least. Shit. Listen, I'm about to sign this bomb ass contract. I'm gonna need a PR girl to come over here. I'm gonna give her my Twitter password. Girl, go delete everything problematic so this don't fuck up my checks. Y'all, I'm say- just gonna delete my Twitter when I get a real <laughs> job. Like, look, if I make a job getting making ninety nine thousand dollars a year, I'm deleting my, all my old tweets. But this current paycheck, I can keep my old tweets. Cause child, but it ain't worth just, it. <laughs> you just let me get close to a good check, girl. I might even delete my, all my social media. Follow the brand, whatever brand I'm. Follow the brand if you want to see me, child. <laughs> um, speaking of following bottoms, uh, Latino Oasis has just happened this past weekend. Oh, that's what all that porn was you was watching. No, actually, well. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them was okay, but I'm looking for the rest of it. That's like, what I was really looking for. You doing your podcast notes? You over there? Did, I was doing my podcast notes. I was looking for the Latino Oasis porn because I knew some of the girls that were gonna be there, and I was like, "Ooh, this girl is gonna wanna fuck that girl, and this girl probably will hold the camera." Mm, I would like to see it. <laughs> I would like to see it. We're so I was checking my Twitter because I knew. That the things that went down, and it's Tuesday. I know y'all, y'all, it don't take much editing for some of these videos. Honestly, truly. How you know? <laughs> um, so I was looking for the Latino as this porn. It is the Junior Porn Star Award Show, is what I aptly, aptly call it. It is. They don't believe that they that's have what... a live sex show at Latino Oasis. I was there, I know. I'm and sure. then they have an award ceremony best bottom, best top. Lifetime achievement, and it's usually a porn person. Yeah, like everyone that received, like the, I'm not gonna shade them. Woo. Um, it's masturbation May. It's masturbation May, and I so, needed new content. I needed new content, <laughs> so I know that Blatino always has just happened. Y'all need to link me to the link. I'm not paying nobody's OnlyFans. I, you know what? I'll do a huh. trade. I'll do a trade. You, you give me their OnlyFans um, username and password to get to watch their OnlyFans. And I'm gonna give you our Patreon username and password, so you can get to watch and listen. You give to them our- administrative privileges. Sure, they change the email and take our payments. No, <laughs> you're just doing anything for a vagina. It's well, got power, vagina bo- or whatever y'all call it. Wow, wow. Um, speaking of power, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we reported on uh, the country of Brunei a couple of weeks ago. Come on out. That uh, said that they were going to um, start death by stoning, uh, death by many things for the crime of being gay in their country. And white Hollywood said, <laughs> George Clooney. Well, I don't. I think not. I am an ally, and as long <laughs> as I am an ally, and as long as I am rich and white, I will have something to say. George Clooney was not having it. Um, and so they put the squeeze on that neck and on them checks. Yeah, they did. And uh, Brunei has now done a full 360 degrees. Their sultan has come out and said that they will now no longer be enforcing um, capital punishment and has currently placed a moratorium on imposing uh, capital punishment in the uh, country of Brunei. Can I ask? Well, I'm going to anyway. So you said they will not be enforcing the law. There's just like when Obama wasn't enforcing some of this um, family separation stuff. Well, only in extreme cases. Mm-hmm. But now Trump is like, well, it was a law under Obama. And I'm just like, girl, yeah, but he wasn't enforcing it. And so now that you said, and you also said there's a 
Memorarium? What did you Woo! say? <laughs> Moratorium. What that mean? Means what is that? It's a, a legal term for like full stop of like we're not pursuing cases. It's not being heard by judges. We're not arguing. Uh-huh. Ain't no litigation. Moratorium. Stop. So, but they need to take the law back because like just because they're not doing it right now, I feel does not mean that two, three, five years from now, that they can't say like, okay, girl, we take it back to memorarium. We go um, go wow. back to doing it. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if that word is. You say it. Moratorium. I know the word. Can I do my? I'm trying to educate you, girls. <laughs> Moratorium. There you go. So just because they take it back, they could take that back a decade from now. They could. They need to repeal the law. That's what they need to do. Yes. Um, I'm so grateful. Don't let them play in your face. Yeah, I'm grateful for um, them listening to White Hollywood because they don't listen to our black gay asses. And um, I'm grateful that uh, an ally actually stood in um, the face of an enemy when they say that they are allies and sometimes they don't really mean it. When the white people stop going to the Beverly Hills Hilton... Yeah, oh, girl's the problem. It was a problem. That's it's what it was. Like, and they was like, "Listen, let's readjust this." I mean, like, can we just like not kill the gay people? We can still hate them. We can still fire them, but we ain't got we ain't got to kill them. Like, and in this America, is we us working money. on that. So, chill. Speaking of, <laughs> um, new now next uh, created a um, article. Well, they were. Pushing an article talking about the Equality Act uh, being advanced in uh, Congress. Uh-huh. Hopefully, um, by next month, they will have a full vote. Of course, it passed the House Judiciary Committee because um, it's ran by Democrats currently, but all of the Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee voted against it. Luckily, they are not in charge of shit in Boo-hoo-hoo. the Congress, um, in the House of Representatives, anyway. And um, it looks like it's going to go forward to a full vote in... Um, what did we just get? I don't even know. I'm just so... Uh, the Equality Act. The Equality oh, Act. Oh, it did! Yeah. When, oh. Where's the next step after the judiciary, you say? The full vote of the House, oh. which is mostly Democrats. So here it is. I on, love it. On Wednesday, May 1st, the bill passed through House Judiciary Committee, advancing it to a vote before the full House. If passed, the Equality Act would amend the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to include non-discrimination protections for LGBTQ Americans on a federal level. So that means fuck what the states are talking about. That's cute. Boo-hoo. That y'all feel like in Mississippi, a faggot can't work at Walgreens. Cool. Oh, did you see down in Georgia? We'll get there. Um, so it's the first time that um, it's being recognized to this level that uh, gay people deserve equality. American citizens deserve equality. Yes. If y'all are taking my taxes, I deserve, like Mama D said. So um, the final vote, like I said, was 22 to 10 in the judiciary. 22 Democrats voted Look for it. Look they lost. 10 Republicans said... Girl, I'm still going to stand on my values, and them gay people don't deserve no fucking rights. Um, This is why it's important to vote, children. Um, So make sure you keep an eye out for that. Again, like I said, I look for the vote to happen um, by the end of this month. Uh, early of June in Pride for in time for Pride season. Yeah, it is very in line with things that they've been doing over the past few years. It's holding something really big to give us a, a piece of red meat during Pride season, and I'm okay with that for now. I'm gonna ask for more later. All right now. Um, so keep keep your eye on that. You want to talk about George, the Georgia thing? 
So there was somewhere in Georgia, like Horschel, it was like a really small town in Georgia where the population is like 65% white and like 3% black. And I don't remember what the other, maybe it was 85% white and 3% black. But there was a person, oh, I tweeted it. Oh, and then Lord knows what's on my Twitter. Um, There was a per. there was four people, there were four people, oh Lord, grammar, who were up for the job. Oh my gosh, let me find it. Oh, 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 oh. Child, these Met Gala reviews. <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. Georgia mayor says city is not ready for black employee. Councilman agrees, citing Jesus' stance against race mixing. A small town of Hoshton, Georgia, is 84.6% white and only 3% black. And there, what was the job? I'm trying to remember conference that she removed the black mix. I'm trying to figure out who the 3% black is, because if I look around and it's 85% white, I got to go. So when the small city recently narrowed its search for a city administrator down to four potential employees, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports that one candidate was specifically excluded by the mayor's office, quote, because he is black and the city isn't ready for this. (laughs) What is going on? This this article I'm reading is um, On the Roots by Michael Harriet. So I just didn't know how to feel. I mean, just like equality just for even black people at this point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what so, is going on? so I don't place the blame on the black people there that are trying to make a life for themselves. Maybe they have family there or other extenuating circumstances where they can't leave. But again, anytime I come into a room and it's 85% white, I do the Beyonce. This is not the deal for me. I got to go. Um... And I mean, I mean, I don't know. I know that they should expect equality and they should expect good things to come to them, regardless of their race or their sexual orientation or any other factor. Mm -hmm. But where's the proof that that is going to happen in this city of 85 percent white people in the South? Like, how many times have you seen things go your way? But he was just going to be an administrator. It's not like he was going to be, like, the person making decisions in the room. He's just like, girl, okay, so you know, like, Mayor, um, whoever doesn't agree with the Mayor Mayberry. Oh, I missed this show, too. Um, Mayor uh, Mayberry ain't going to go down for this, so I can't do it. He's just going to tell girls what the mayor said. But But I guess the citizens of the town wouldn't even follow direction because it was coming from a black person. They're just not ready to mix races, he says. Get the fuck out. Um, That's scary. Yeah. Um, speaking of mixing of races. Here we go. I'm scared. What are you talking about? <laughs> Hot topics, topics, or whatever this category is, I'm scared. <laughs> homecoming versus shortcoming is a real thing now. Um, homecoming versus homegoing. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> she might have just... She should have just stated a celebration of Black life, and then like this death that just walked into the room. It was a shortcoming. <laughs> it was definitely a shortcoming. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, the Billboard Music Awards that happened this past weekend. Um, not many of us watched, especially not me, but I did catch this one thing. Well, I also caught Paul Abdul's hat. <laughs> but um, Taylor Swift um, let her demonic spirit 
reared its ugly ass head once again, and um, her fandom was left there to try to defend what she was doing, but none of that passes the smell test. Um, the argument was had on the internets that um, Beyonce did not invent marching bands. And that since marching bands was a huge centerpiece of homecoming and a huge centerpiece of um, her Coachella performance does not mean that any other artist can never use a marching band. And to that, I say, correct. No one will ever use a marching band the way that Beyonce did. No one will ever make that a centerpiece the way that Beyonce did. And no the, one will the ever give them. Band was only a part of the HBCU homecoming celebration. It was not the main. El- Beyonce is the main element of the Beyonce performance. You dumb bitch. The fucking marching band was an element, just like this other girl tried to go the sheep route and just have a drum line. When your budget's different, it hit different, bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I just start using the B word. Oh. So Taylor okay. Swift really, 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 really tried it. Tried. Failed. Um, even the coming out with this Beyonce-esque silhouette that didn't it was it it was very She had tried to have the shadow behind her and so I'm like, girl, if you don't move off the stage. Move move. Scoop. Skedaddle. Oh, the jig story. The jig has been up. I mean, I don't have to tell a story. I, I feel like all they had to do was like see half of the video. And I didn't watch the whole song because I despise her. And I don't like the song. And I didn't care to see it just watering down what I know that Beyonce created and had a vision for. And we just, we literally just saw a couple of weeks ago her show, the behind the scenes of this vision and the hard work that went into it. And I can guarantee you that Taylor Swift and or her team put this idea together since homecoming came out this why this idea has not been something that she's been cooking up for six months this idea was something that they cooked up they was like look at this homecoming with shit. no seasoning with no seasoning um the meat was unthawed the meat was unthawed it was unwashed y'all can talk about not washing your chicken all uh, day long <laughs> all day long if you You're want not to washing your meat that's another subject for another day <laughs> But that unseasoned, unwashed, unthawed meat, that was very what Taylor Swift was giving. Just giving. throw it in the um. Just throw it in the um, child. For about 15 minutes, because we don't need to be all the way done. You don't want it to brown too much. You don't want to brown it up. We're going to get to browning it up later. <laughs> Put a pin in that browning it up. Um. Also, speaking of browning it up, it ain't the browning it up that I want to get to, but it's brown. It's real motherfucking brown. Castor Simone is one of the baddest bitches on this whole shitty fucking planet that we have. We have over 7 billion souls on this planet, and a lot of these hoes don't want to achieve nothing. They, they plan on achieving nothing, and they more than likely will die not achieving anything. Uh, Castor Simone is not one of them. Um, she's a mother, she's a wife, she's a lesbian, and she's one of the fastest women on a track today. Um, she's been making... History after history in different um, fields of of track and hurdles in different meter races, she just slays in all categories in many 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 categories. Uh-huh. Leaving, so white girls, okay. leaving white girls, leaving white girls, leaving the white girl okay. <laughs> in dust and tears. I was like, because I'll get to the point. Why are the people? Why are the girls mad? Because she winning. She a black woman winning. 
And she's a dark-skinned black woman winning. And she a lesbian. And she's an unclassically beautiful black woman winning. And you can't take it. You know, they, every single sport, every single sport, it's just, we just live, we just exist. And they are so upset. I live for it. I'm here for it. I just, oh, we just so, exist. So, um, if you do not know about the story of Cast, uh, the story of uh, Castor Samanye. You said it was Trek? Yes, she runs okay. Trek. Um, she has been tested by the IAAF, uh, which is, uh, one of the organizations that does, uh, some of the Olympic grade testing for, um, steroids or mm-hmm. drug use or anything like mm-hmm. that. So, of course, they are testing her more than the typical uh, athlete. Like what happens to Serena Williams. Of course. Oh. Of course, they're t- testing her more than the typical athlete because she's bigger, she's faster, and she's better than Katie. And Katie can we put a class action lawsuit <laughs> together? Katie can't deal. So it was a picture of them, the white girls hugging after they lost, and then was, she was trying to console them from an outside hug, and then the one of the white girls looking at her like, oh, "Would you please just leave?" Like the look on her, the other white girls face, like, oh, "Would you just please just leave?" I'm trying to console my white friend because we all lost anyway. <laughs> um. So. After all of this testing over the past few weeks, um, the IAAF had announced that Castor had too much testosterone in her testing. Um, Natural testosterone, not added. Um, Naturally, biologically occurring testosterone. No different than the testosterone found in most men and no different than testosterone testosterone found in some women. Uh, men and women carry both mm-hmm. hormones, mm-hmm. testosterone and progesterone. Um, she just happened to have more testosterone than the average woman. Naturally. Naturally occurring. That makes the girls mad. The girls are so mad about her naturally occurring testosterone that they are putting her on testosterone in- inhibiting uh, drugs so that That's the natural. health. Yes. So that the naturally occurring testosterone in her system will be less, giving her less of an advantage to win over Katie and them. What the hell? So, I say all that to say that if you know anything about sports, it can be basketball, it can be football, it can be track, it can be hockey, whatever sport. There are people in sports that are naturally more gifted at that sport than other people that are playing that sport. If I'm six foot seven, I'm probably going to be more gifted at dunking than your five foot seven ass. They, they create different positions for the girls. Yes. <laughs> um, and my position naturally is going to have me winning a lot of times because I'm six foot seven. Now there are some examples out there in basketball. They said Shaq is really bad at free throws. No comment. And I'm, he's tall. I'm just saying. Okay. Those are natural advantages that you are given. Yeah. Um, Michael Phelps was a part of the study when when we were talking. About, when, he had the perfect body for swimming. Yeah, he, ha- he has he the perfect has body a for long swimming. Torso and he long has a arms. wingspan, meaning his arms are longer than long his height. Uh, he's something like six foot three or six foot four. Uh-huh. His wingspan is six foot seven. His arms are longer than his whole height, meaning he's able to push Propel. more water uh-huh. while he's swimming. He has a natural advantage. We need to, to put swim. testosterone inhibitors in his. Kool Aid. Okay. Um, right. he, he has a natural advantage, which makes him a winner, which a makes gold him medalist. the most awarded gold medalist <laughs> in the category of ever swimming. <laughs> Nobody is telling him to chop his hands off so that he won't have 
An, an advantage. advantage. A why, are we, advantage. why are we telling the black girl Ooh. she got she to inhibit herself because Come. she has an advantage over Katie and them? Because Come. Katie and them is hurt. Katie and them feel so broken up and distraught and fucked up on the inside so because freedom. this big black lesbian bitch is winning every time she gets out gets out there on the track. And what does she do? She shake hands. She's cordial. All hugs. She's cordial. She go kiss her wife on the sideline. That also makes them mad. And does her interviews as the winner. <laughs> they really get mad when she gets all the interviews as the winner and all the cameras. So, um, the Rebecca's of the world can continue to be tired. Liz. I think um if I was Samanya, I would retire. I wouldn't I would not play what? I would not play this white man's game of um in, inhibiting myself. She's gonna give up. No, not give up. She there's plenty of other routes. She can be an advocate for not inhibiting other athletes and use herself in this as an example. Okay, she doesn't, I'm just like girl. She doesn't have to give up the fight. She just doesn't have to be in the fight in the ring getting punched in the head by these goddamn white well, organizations. Help her build her portfolio if you tell her to step out. Off if y'all know her, if y'all know her uh, <laughs> agents, tell them to uh, email here for a podcast on gmail.com. Um <laughs> But I think it is it is unfair to her uh-huh. to be inhibited by drugs that were that are going They're to gonna hurt her body. That are like, going to hurt her physically. That are going to hurt her professionally, and that may shorten her lifespan. Yeah. Um, that is why I, I encourage. I would I, for me, I would have gotten out of sport if they told me, "Listen, you got an unfair advantage at podcasting, nigga." Like your voice is loud. We're gonna have to <laughs> dim your voice a little bit so some of these other podcasters can keep up. <laughs> mm. Catch the jokes uh, right mm. Um, I would I would get out the podcasting game because I'm like that's my advantage. That's why I do what I do, and that's why I'm good at what I do, and that's why I win the awards that I win. So, oh, the girls say we don't do that either, <laughs> and that's why I get the views that I say I got, and uh, don't inflate them on the internet as well. Um, oh. but that's not about this. That's not that's not about that. <laughs> but. Again, oh. if if I was if my advantages to the things that I was good at were being taken taken away, and I was still told to do the same sport, now being put behind the power curve, so Katie and Rebecca can feel better about themselves, I don't want to play this sport. This is not that kind of sport. Where is the integrity? Uh. Where is the integrity? Um. So, Castro Samanya, I'm absolutely here for you. I wish you the best. I'm sending you positive energies because she's agreed to taking these drugs. Um, and she's going to continue to compete after mm. taking these drugs. I would be very interested to see her compete and still win after taking these drugs. I would be so fucking interested in seeing that. I know you have to um, breathe again. Very Tony Braxton. Happy Nurses Week to the nurses out there. Happy Nurses Week. Uh, there was a video on the internet that said, Shout out to the CNAs, too. No, I'm sorry, not to the scene. <laughs> he said they do more than just um clean up shit and bring the patients water. What do CNAs do? I don't know what they do. You're a nurse, so you can tell me. <laughs> I'm not gonna do y'all CNAs out there like that. I think that there are great, talented CNAs out there that have higher aspirations. That end up going to nursing school. <laughs> they may become nurses one day. May become doctors. Um, oh, at least a PA, because that whole physician stuff is really like tricky but at least become a PA you get to do a lot of this stuff just without a lot of the um, licenses that you have to renew every five years oh god um, no PA still get DA license numbers you still have you still have prescriptive privileges as a DA a PA. well you would know I said I a DA know. 
a PA, not a DA. Um, anyway, so happy Nurses Week happy to all the nurses week. out there. Um, you are in a profession that is needed across the world, and we love you. Speaking of medical professionals, um, a lot of y'all faves look like they need a resuscitation at the Met Gala. Who, child? It was a, that's a long list. Be more pacific. <laughs> I'm gonna be more pacific on the ones that did not need resuscitation because if I was talking about the ones that need a resuscitation, we would be here for another like hour. Like a Nicki Minaj who looked like a colon cleanse. You're a hater. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying she didn't know what camp was. I didn't even know. What camp- uh, uh, obviously, a lot of them girls didn't know what camp was. We're gonna talk about the ones that knew what camp was. That's okay. why. That's why I said what I said. Celine Dion Slade for me. Celine Dion Slade. She's on my list. <laughs> okay. Who Solange else? Slade. <laughs> no, I liked it. It was very camp. She brought a real snake. That's camp. Oh, I didn't see the pictures with the real snake. Okay. She, she brought, brought a real snake to the like, carpet. She had the snake. They just look like an album cover picture or something. What? No, she walked around with a real snake. A real like, snake. Oh, okay. I need to see those. I didn't see those photos. Okay. Uh, they probably had took the snake. They're like, man, this is the hazard. No, they didn't take the snake from her. She was walking around the whole time with a snake. <laughs> she Beyonce's sister. Who gonna take the snake? <laughs> Y'all know what she doing these elevators down to the Met Gala. So who <laughs> is going to check Solange at the Met Gala? She has a snake. Uh, y'all just keep an eye on her. We don't want no shit. The last time she was in the elevator, she punched a billionaire. We don't want no shit. Okay, um, Lena uh, Waithe slayed. I don't know who she was with. A boy. Um, <laughs> she's still trying to explain spelling "invented" wrong on the back of that sh- the back of that coat. Whatever. Black drag queens invented camp. Camp. Yes, that's what the message was. Great. The spelling, uh, different story. <laughs> uh, Zendaya Slade. I love Zendaya's take on uh, Cinderella. She uh-huh. was given some Cinderella, and it was like a dark gray dress, and then her home. It, li- it lit up. It was actually her lights in the dress that was on the side had the little smoke thing come out of his wand, and, and then, then she, she left a glass slipper on the uh, steps of the red carpet. I was still on when the dress was like okay. Cool. So the dress was lighting up, and everybody was, <gasps> and then like she looked over her shoulder and blew a kiss, and like the final little piece of it was lighting up, and. W- I was just so I was holding my breath, but then like when she looked over her shoulder and blew a kiss to like the 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 fans outside, waiting. the peasants. <laughs> well, she's Cinderella, so she blew a kiss to like the fans that was outside waiting. I guess because it was like the perfect moment to look over her shoulder and blow the kiss. So they well rehearsed that. I was like, and watch Taylor Swift rip it off next week. But hmm. <laughs> and then she took she was taking her pictures. And then the man was taking her up the steps. And then she left her glass slipper right there. And then she looked back. But the guy kept saying, hey, come on. Come up the steps. Come up the steps. And then she left the glass slipper. I'm sorry. For, oh, I'm, so, I'm just shower. so excited. <laughs> for Zendaya, she did that. Um, and last but not least, um, the iconic overall father, Billy Porter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Tens across the board. The category was I closed. I got this Strix website up. I got to go order me some tinted moisturizer. I, yeah, you should. Um, Billy Porter took the category. He did camp. He did androgyny. Um, he did Cleopatra in actual black skin because we don't get Cleopatra in black skin ever. Um, and he did what the category called for. Mm-hmm. That so many girls was like, I don't know what camp is. What's that? Um, the girls that actually admitted it and the girls that didn't. Um, including the ones that y'all lived for that was dressed like a futon. Um, Dapper Dan, is this the guy who owns the um atelier that was from a Gucci or was it by 
It started with a G. But he dressed Omari Hardwick. I liked Omari Hardwick. Omari Hardwick. Oh, it's Gucci. Depper Dan by Gucci. Um, Depper. Um, Omari Hardwick looked really good. Jared Leto looked really good to me. One of my choices. I liked Ezra. I liked Ezra Miller's more. Who is Ezra Miller? Let me Google the Flash. Okay. Let me Google Ezra Miller. I liked Ezra Miller's more. He didn't make my list because I was I was like, you're again, you're gender queer on the spectrum somewhere. You have so many things that you can do. Yeah, you have so much that you could do with this category, and that's it. And that is leading me into my. Hold on, one more. The guy who's working with Madonna right now, Masala Mahala, I can't think of his name. Uh, whatever that guy's name is, he did. He looked really good too. I can't think of his name. I'm googling, but not fast enough. But moving on. Balachotsky, Aquaria, and RuPaul. Aquaria was there. Yup. The ghetto. Literally. <laughs> Um, the supposed standard bearers of drag, Violet Chashki, yes, they're winners. Violet Chashki, Aquaria, they're, they they are yes. winners of Drag Race, and then the oh, host of Drag Race came. We've been talking about she drag queens. Featured in Vogue magazine this month, talking about her open marriage. Yes, quit telling your business, and then gonna come to the the gala, look like oh, this is why your marriage open. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Valachowski, winner of Drag Race. Uh, Aquaria, winner of Drag Race. RuPaul, host of Drag Race. Um, these are the supposed standard bearers of drag, and they did the least with the most she wore expertise. All black gown. Valachowski, what is going on? They did the least with the most expertise okay, in let me camp. See what Aquaria did. Let me see. So when when knowing what camp is, you would expect the premier drag queens and. The premier drag queen of like the last 40 Violet years. Ch- Aquaria wore all black dress. What are y'all doing? Where's the color? To know what camp is and to know how to execute camp at the Met Gala. Um, I'm, I'm bored. Yes. I get Rue when RuPaul says that she doesn't get in drag unless there's a check involved. But this is for the culture. Like Literally. This is literally for the culture. The, the culture is looking... To see what camp is, and you should be like the definition of like, girl, camp. Look, here's RuPaul. Girl, here's the winner of Drag Race season 11. Okay. No, we're We're on 11. 11. 11. So 10, and then Chachki was like 8 or 7, something like that. Recent. Supposedly girls that should be able to do camp for a look at this point in the game. But all those looks. Everyone looked like. They were going somewhere that was not the Met Gala that had a theme. RuPaul has worn better tuxes on RuPaul's Drag Race than that one he wore on the Met Gala. So, y'all let me down. Um, again, we've been talking years about drag queens with Slay the Met Gala, and now we got the representation of three drag queens at Met, Ga- well, at Met Gala. And they got slayed. They didn't slay. Y'all ain't gonna get it no more. Y'all ain't gonna get it no more. Memphis. <laughs> mm. That's mm. a choice. That was a choice. Yeah. M E M P H I S. Hashtag nine oh one. That's a jail. <laughs> um <laughs> There's two oh one where the jail is, but okay. Might as well be. <laughs> Might as well be all that it is. At least you know. At least all of You know not to act up when you come back to visit Memphis. I'm not going back. That's where I met you. I you can't take me back to the strip club, Stevie. <laughs> you can't take me back to the strip club. <laughs> 
Um, speaking of Drag Race, the last episode of RuPaul's Best Friend I Race. What happened on Drag? Not much. Oh, um, wow. oh, I feel guilty because I don't remember what happened on Drag Race. That's, that's it's my favorite TV show. That's very telling. It's the gay version of Tom Model. It is the is the gay drag. Drag is our football. So you know the way the straight boys act about football. That is the way that gay people really should act about. I feel like we kind of do Drag Race. Not all of us because everybody don't watch it. We Everybody's know, not keeping up. DL. Like we should know when the the new cast is coming up. Like some of us don't live tweet. Mm. Um, we could be better fans. Some of us. Like when a new cast is announced, it's like the draft for the NFL. Like oh my god, a Chicago queen got in. Oh my god, two New York queens got in. Oh my god, a Detroit queen got in. That shout never has happened. Detro- shout out to Detroit. That has Detroit. never happened in eleven seasons and four Come seasons on. of All Stars. We ain't never had a Detroit Come queen. On, I'm right and I know though. we got some good drag in, in Detroit. I've seen it. But we ain't never well, got to Detroit. some of their audition tapes. Um, Nina West gets her second win this week. And the pageant is looking to have shaped up into a more clear picture of who the top four will be since um, it's only four girls in the competition that have two wins right now. It's yeah. two other girls that... My fave. You picking a blonde white girl again. Um, <laughs> Nina West other... is a blonde white girl. She's a linebacker. <laughs> Category is linebacker. <laughs> so Nina West got two wins. Brooklyn Heights got two wins. Uh, I was gonna say Mercedes Iman. Ooh, she got her, but Curious <laughs> uh, Chanel. And who else? It's four girls with two wins. Mm-hmm. Evie probably. No. No. Damn. I don't know. So Evie and Vanjie are the only ones left without two wins this oh. week. So like the competition has gotten that tough. Or is Evie and Vanjie still on the bottom? And it's Evie and Vanjie that's on the bottom. So, do you feel Homegirl should have went home this week? Yes. Vanjie should have went home this week. I'm so sorry okay, about great. it. That's what I was saying. I am so sorry about it. The other girl that had the two wins was Sugar. Sugar had wins. Sugar, Sugar had wins. And she went home over Vanjie. Let that, let that marinate. So, we're keeping Vanjie this much, this long for ratings because Vanjie was popular a season two years ago. ago, a season ago. Two seasons ago well, yeah, two seasons because yeah, all stars. So she was popular then, became a cultural phenomenon for twenty minutes, and we're keeping her on instead of other talented drag queens. Not that, not to say that she's not talented, no, but more talented drag queens with wins. And Vanjie don't have no wins. Who had the most beautifulest gown that Rue has ever seen, seen on? In- History of Drag Race on on the main stage. Yes, <laughs> I'm like, how do I go home then? <laughs> and she slayed Vanjie in the lip sync. But I'm, again, this is the second time that Vanjie has not been a clear front runner in the lip sync. Of oh, she should definitely take it this week. Plastic Tiara slayed her. Sugarcane slayed her, and she still slayed. She still stayed. There was a rumor, that, you know, the girls stay on the internet. Um, it was yeah. episode seven. Me, <laughs> a blogger. Cite um, your sources. <laughs> um, all of the Edwards girl went home on episode seven in a lip sync towards a Mateo girl. That was the. So I was like, I gotta go research that. But um, that's what the, the girls were saying. So who else was a Mateo? Vanjie is the only Mateo. Let me see. It was, that's why I was like, I gotta go research. It was like. It's a specific episode, and it's about another specific family that the Edwards girls get eliminated. So I'm just like, I can't go research that. Who is the Edwards girl? Alyssa. <laughs> um, Alyssa. Ganja. 
Uh, but she's never competed with Vanjie. They were never all in the same I'm, competition. No, not in the same season, sis. But I'm st- I still got to do more research. So oh, okay. Let's table that. You, I still I got to do more research. Work on that. I don't want to be like Nicki Minaj. I never knew what Kemp was before today. Again, and y'all are giving her too much. Career? Y'all are giving her too much. So again, I'm not being a Nicki Stan or Barb, but her being honest and saying. I don't know what camp is. I just put this shit on because my designer and my that stylist was a sign told to me that they told me they just said, "Hey, girl, put this you're on. We're with to him. Met, He's gonna design your gown for Met Gala." And that is literally most of these girls' mo. <laughs> they didn't know what they were wearing till two weeks ago. Probably <laughs> they had no vision. They had no input. More than likely, in what they was gonna win, wear, and we even not we because I never go up for this girl. Y'all went up for Kim Kardashian forgetting that Beyonce did this two, three years ago. She did. She wore the exact same outfit that y'all hated on. That same latex, latex, rubbery, nude illusion. Nude illusion. She had a better body in it. Um, she didn't look crazy around the back end. But because yeah, Kim K looked crazy, I was like, what is going on? I just I y'all was mad at Beyonce because her ass shadow was a little heavy. Anyway, um, so oh uh, yeah, we're moving on. RuPaul's, RuPaul's best friend race I already see what y'all about to do again Cool another white girl with blonde hair Okay Cool shout out to Brooklyn Um hmm. From Nashville shout out to Tennessee mm-hmm. Yeah okay Um hashtag arrest that buck Forever and ever Still on city streets no updates currently But um I will Keep you updated as soon as I find out oh, anything. So you can sit next to the city girls in the trash can <laughs> Yeah, they probably have some of the same views. They like niggas, but hate Ooh. anything else that would involve black niggas that... Elford. Okay, yeah. So, arrest that buck and arrest the last city girl out here <laughs> as well. Shit, get them off of city streets. <laughs> you have social studies? Um, This week in social studies, there's two questions. I'm going to read a small paragraph. Then I'm going to ask the Superman for his colorful commentary. And you guys let me know how you feel down in the comments. Okay, so I was triggered. I was on um, sensitive Pew Research Center, P-E-W, and their article about millennials versus other generations. The first... Mm, are we going to lose? One says, millennials are making less money. I was like, I, I, uh, thank you for reminding me, Pew Research Center. It says... <laughs> Compared to Gen X, who were about our ages in 2001, um, with a millennial with a bachelor's degree makes around $56,000, but people who have, quote, some college on average earn about $2,000 less than baby boomers or the silent generation. So we're making less money, less, they're already giving us less money. Then, oh, well, I only got some college, less money, never went to college, less money, didn't finish high school, child. Less money. <laughs> um, true, false. How do you feel about? Cause true, you, true. You're also like a um girl. Well, I, I identify as the- he, him, king, and divine. Those are my pronouns. <laughs> 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 Bitch. Not king is your pronoun. King is my pronoun. King and divine. Put 
Cl- speak it and demand the girls respect it. Yeah, that's those. I answer to those. I answer to those. Um, I think that that's very valid. It's very in line with uh, what I see in the employment market. Uh, what I see come across my desk, application and resume wise, um, they are more willing to accept uh, the thirteen and fourteen dollar hour gigs versus um, our baby boomers that want to walk in my office and they need six figures off top. Ma'am, you're washing dishes. And this is your retirement job, ma'am. And they ain't worked in the last five years in this uh in this field. That I was they being are a grandmother. Applying. I'm getting back in the workforce. I was being a grandmother. I wanna be Estrella. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it is very valid and correct that uh um millennials can be disadvantaged in that way. <laughs> but I think that the advantage that they do have is they are more they are allowed to be more creative um, than generations uh, past. Mm. So um, Generation X slash uh, Generation Y, the '90s kids. When we said we were creative, they were like, "Oh, that's cool. You wanted to be an actor or something? That's nice. Uh, go study poly- uh, political science in college for four years." And meanwhile, you lost that creative edge and you lost that time where you could have been owning your creativity and making real money in something that you're passionate about to get a bachelor's in poli sci or in psychology that is only going to get you a $55,000 year job that's going to take you nowhere. Where you could have focused more on your creative passions like the millennials are doing right now. Um, and been in something that's not going to trigger you every day, give you mental health issues, mm-hmm. and probably make you more money in the long run because you're passionate about it. I can be more passionate about this podcast than working for a white company. And so um, we'll see what those dividends end up in. Get over to our Patreon content <laughs> right now if y'all want to prove me right. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely think it's true. Um, And you know, like our grandparents and them be talking about, oh, child, you got another job? Um, another, the same study by the Pew Research Center shows that um, we change jobs as much as the generations before us when they were our ages. Um, we stay about a year, girl. Thirteen months is about as good as it's gonna get if we. There's some conflicting research on that as well, um, because jobs and career fields is the differentiating factor Ooh. between the study okay. groups. So we say jobs, but. Uh, there's another study that says that that generation had about three career fields, whereas we have about 10. So oh, meaning... I'd like to see it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but meaning podcasting, a mm-hmm. career field. Um, writing a blog, a completely di- a different career field. Modeling, a different career field. Travel mm-hmm. agency, a different career field. Okay. All those different career fields. We have fields, more career fields than they, they were. had. Yeah. Oh. But not, True. not meaning more jobs, just more career fields. So they had the same amount of jobs, but they just were like, well, I guess I'm going to be a welder for Ford. Well, they laid me off at Ford. I'm going over to Chrysler. I'm going to do the same thing at Chrysler. Well, they laid me off at Chrysler. I guess I'm going down to the Toyota. Like, they stayed in the same lane. I'm just tired of welding. First of all, it's hot in there. I'm going to a job with air conditioning. Sound like a millennial. (laughs) Um... So that that that's the okay. difference. It's not that it's the jobs. We just changed career, careers all Career together. types. Yeah, no, we we'll like, you know what? That wore me out. I think I'm going. I'm going into fashion. <laughs> and then be a barista while I do it. Yeah, that's two different career fields. Um, the second thing is, as America becomes more spiritual than religious, 
75% of black millennials are certain God exists compared to 86% of older blacks. So I think we're supposed to be, if we're saying we're more spiritual than girl, have the number only like 10% off. Also, 53% of non-black millennials think about the meaning and purpose of life at least weekly compared to 72% of black millennials. Whew. Are we actually becoming more spiritual like we claim on social media? No. Uh, the reasoning is a lot of people don't have the same definition of spiritualism. Um, spiritualism has become this big umbrella um, where everyone feels invited to stand under because they don't want to stand under the umbrella of religion. Um, so there are people that don't believe in a God but feel like they're still spiritual, which, no. <laughs> they don't, what, say it one more time. Don't believe in a God uh-huh. but still feel like they're spiritual. So meaning that they identify as spiritual but don't believe in a God. Don't believe that there is a God or there's a possibility of a God. And then we could go down the pathway of uh, the differences between atheism and agnostics. But we ain't got time. Yeshua? Yeshua? What's his name was? Oh, what's what's God's name? Because, you know, like some girls get uh, like, I'm not praising Jesus. I'm praising Yeshua. And I'm not praising the son. I'm praising the father. And I was like, if y'all get on my nerves. But uh, uh, nerves. but again, that's why I say no, is because when you have all of those different names, those are still different religions. You still ascribe mm. to a religion and uh, and are saying that God means this and God's name is that, which is a religion. If you are spiritual, you just believe that there is a God, that you don't necessarily know who God is, what God is, what God's name is, what God's purpose is, but you know that there's a God. There's a driving force, there's a higher power than you that you don't know. That is spiritualism. Mm-hmm. If you are atheist or agnostic, you also need to get out from under that umbrella because you believe something differently. Um, spiritualism is still a belief in the spiritual connection to a God, whether you know who or what or what the name of that God is. And there are religious people that are hiding under the umbrella of spiritualism, as well as atheist and agnostic people that are hi- hiding under the umbrella of spiritualism making the numbers really larger than they should be because none of them girls should be under the umbrella of spiritualism listeners tell us how you feel down in the comments are you more spiritual is it because you believe there is a god or is his is that person's name god is it a man you like the it gets really complicated so i I it's the god in me come on out (laughs) you think i'm so fresh Think I'm so clean. No, I thought it was because you took a bath. <laughs> um, or fleeted. This, this week is social studies. Um, in sexual health this week, I will give you guys the sexual health that I only gave to our Patreon subscribers oh. last week. Oh, okay. So, last week, there was no sexual health. No, I didn't. Uh, there was no sexual <laughs> health because... Be no social studies. I'm cheating. <laughs> well, you already did it. You, you got to think ahead of the power curve, girl. Um, anyway, last week I did not give you guys a sexual health because I gave it to, only to our Patreon subscribers. And I will be doing that sporadically in the mm-hmm. future. So if you would like to be abreast and ahead of the curve, get on to our Patreon because you never know when we are not going to have a sexual health um, aspect of, of the episode. And it will only be given to our Patreon subscribers. And I may not give it out to the rest of the world ever 
So um, this week I'm actually going to give it out to the masses instead of just keeping it on Patreon. But in the future I may or may not. I reserve the right. Get out. So um, this week in sexual health we're talking about healthy double penetration. Huh? Healthy double. Pen- I was healthy this week because last week it wasn't healthy. It no. was just raw. It was just double penetration. No, it it was how to have healthy double penetration because you can do it the unhealthy way. <laughs> I've seen it done under the unhealthy way a lot. The non-vegan. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's plenty of meat in this. Um, double penetration can go so wrong very quickly, um, but it can also go very right uh, for all parties included, especially if you are adhering to some of these tips. Are these the know-all, end-all, be-all tips? No. No. But these are some great tips to start with if you have never done DP or are still new to doing uh, DP. Whether you're doing it vaginally or doing it anally, the tips all still apply, in the words of New York. Um, so, I've done some DPs in my lifetime that were so good that they affirmed my gayness in times of crisis. I've also done some DPs in my lifetime that I was like, this was stupid. Why did we do this? What should I say? I could have worn my sneakers. I and not to this, but I could have worn my sneakers. I could have had a V8. <laughs> And we know how tasty V8s are, so I could have just sat at home and just had a V8. If we was, this was, anyway, tip number one: mm-hmm. more lube. If you think that you or your partners, whether y'all are top or bottom, who's receiving, who's giving, whoever it is, has enough lube on them, then add a few more drops because just enough is not enough. You need a few more drops. That's super soaker pussy. You need more. Less. Oh, sorry, that was a discrimination lyric. More is the goal. Again, that is goal. That is this tip number mixtape one. Nikki. Ooh, I miss the mixtape Nikki. And she knows we miss mixtape Nikki, but she won't give it back to us. Because anyway. that was poor Nikki. I don't know her no more. <laughs> um, tip number two is similar dick types and sizes um, until you are professional enough to know which position the bigger dick that you are taking goes in. Or if you are the bigger dick, which uh, position that you should be in as the bigger dick in the DP of the threesome or foursome. I know ever. that I don't even use mine. Like the Wesley pipes is more long and thin. Mm-hmm. So which position should he be in? On the top. Okay. But then like the um, Ned Turner, his is more thick, but it's not as long. Mm-hmm. And so he should be on the bottom. Yes. So just from my, that's my um, chart <laughs> for the position. So if your chart for the position is different, then Enjoy, lube it up. Enjoy. You want to be the longest, the biggest, and or longest, depending on what you have available. Yeah, because the girth. That one needs to be the anchoring dick in the double penetration. So the anchoring dick means this one needs to be able to get in and out the most, so that the double penetration can still occur. Wow, we explicit. Um. So the, the the double penetration can still occur because if you have the wrong dick in the wrong position, somebody gonna be sliding out the whole time. Especially with all this lube we require. Well, you need all the lube, so we're preventing tears, we're uh-huh. preventing fissures, yeah. we're preventing internal or external In case there's hemorrhoids. Free stuff, it'll slide on out. Oh, okay. Not stay inside. Mm-hmm. Well, preventing STIs, yeah. STI prevention. Okay. Um, tip number three: know your limits. If you're not relaxed or loose enough to do it, then wait and prep so you know that you're ready. Wait till you've been fucked by both singularly before 
you try both at once if you're bottoming and if you're bottoming and you're new to DPing. Now, there's some girls out there, they've been DP'd this week and I can't tell them nothing. Great, go off, go forward. This, <laughs> these tips are for people that are thinking about trying it that have never done it or have just dipped a toe in the pond and want to try it in the future. Um, so try them out singularly and then say, you know what? Okay. I think I want to invite my homeboy over and y'all both put it in me at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, get that consent because don't invite two niggas over and just think that they're going to be cool with rubbing dicks inside your, your booty hole. Everybody not going to be cool with that. Um, so try them out singularly. Get the consent of both of them before you uh, want to experiment. If you're bottoming, if you're topping, don't just invite your random ass homeboy over and think that you're going to stick your dick in this nigga and uh, add a friend, add to cart uh, without getting the consent of the bottom beforehand and saying, hey, listen, I want to rub my dick against my friend's dick in your booty hole. Issue down. Um... Consent is extremely important. If you're topping, be patient and think of the rewards of being able to rub dicks while inside of an ass because it is wonderful. It is amazing. It is very, it's like the peak of gayness. Like, you already gay. <laughs> it is. You already gay for putting your, your dick in someone's ass. That's already like, well, a man, a man's ass. That's already gay. But y'all like double downing on the gay because you rubbing your dick against another man's dick while y'all rubbing dicks inside of an ass. That's just real gay. That's why y'all should try it. Um, tip number four, do not make it a habit. What? Why not? It's you said it was, spe- tip, it was It oh. is fun. That don't mean you should do it every day. Oh. Um, don't make it a habit. Anniversaries. Like it's this. for special days or circumstances. Well, you do not want to desensitize yourself from regular one-man dick. Um, and it should be more of a reward than a weekly occurrence. A reward for yourself or a reward for, for your partner or partners. Um, Throw up a little art. Yeah. Uh, tip number five: Try toys before you embarrass yourself. <laughs> Do not go out here Most thinking them. you can take two dicks because you have taken some real big dicks in your lifetime, and you're not able already. And that's if you're on the bottom end. If you're on the top or versatile end, if you've never done it before and you try to try to be try to be patient because you are not going to be able to get two dicks in that asshole in one minute. If you are, wow, have fun. <laughs> um, but typically, you're not going to be able to get two dicks like right in the asshole immediately. Um, so be patient. Use toys. Uh, use toys in place of the dick. Use toys with the dick before you go full two dicks in ass. And that is our sexual health this week in healthy double penetration. I'm nervous. Probably. <laughs> what is the song for your soul? Um, I was going... <laughs> Look, y'all. <laughs> now you're confused. <laughs> Bewildered. I was uh, watching the Kenny Lattimore unsung, and he was talking about how um, when Wendy Williams was doing the R&B Divas reunion, and um, Wendy had brought up the rumor about that Kenny was gay, how he didn't appreciate that, and how they looked on his son going to school and all this, and how Kenny Lattimore had his roots in the church, and then he started singing in the school choir, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, look. Mm-hmm. But the song for my soul is um, Never Too Busy. This was one of his early releases where he was just like, look, bottom. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's talking to me. Uh, he was like, I know I'm out here managing my OnlyFans. I know I'm out here a barista. You know, I know I'm out here a fashion model. Um, DC Fashion Week coming up, and I ain't going to be available. 
But I'm never too busy though for you. So I'm eventually find time to come through there and come in you. So has got a man at home. I was like, this is all the things bottles like to hear. Like he was saying like bottles like to hear. Bottles like to hear. Did I say you're better? Murdering the English language. <laughs> and this song. But <laughs> Kenny Lattimore, it's a beautiful ballad. Just he just said all the things like I'm gonna call you back. Um, I didn't get your text. Uh, all the stuff that bottles like to hear, that's gonna be like, okay, well, I can't be mad. He just said he was never too busy. So, shout out to Kenny Lattimore. Made a career for himself. It was a hit. So, yeah. I love Kenny. <clears throat> Here we so- go. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm about to act up, but not City Girls act up, because that's gross. Um, the song for my soul this week is my spring thought anthem, and you are about to find out why. You can get snatched up. No, no, <laughs> I rebuke that. I rebuke that. I rebuke that. He said, "I heard a." He said, "I heard I love the best things in life come to you for free." I said, "Baby, huh? I know you ain't never met no bitch like me." He said, I heard about your money. I ain't think you was a freak. I invited all these bitches and they popping it for me. Ow, workout, pull up, workout. I took his money, then I burnt out. I'm about to sing it now, shit. Hey, skirt out. Fucking with me, you gonna get turned out. Yeah, worked out. Now bend it over. Blow your back out. Now make them tap out. Chill. <laughs> I'm finna judge you. That's okay. Loving my pimping. Uh-huh. He made me his lady. I'm driving a Porsche with a bitch named Mercedes. Hey. All of these niggas be begging for pussy. Huh. And giving it to him, making him pay me. I'ma finesse him. I'ma romance him. He get in this pussy and shook and and it shook him like a dancer. I need a boo with a real big old rooster to come to the coop and then ruffle my feathers. <laughs> Work out. Workout, I took his money, then I burnt out. Hey, skirt out. Fucking with me, you gonna get turned out. Hey, worked out. Hey, now bend it over, let me blow your back out. Blow your back out. Pole dancer. You saying it's slow is actually the first time I've understood the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're not gonna do, you're not gonna do, no, do Detroit like I this. I love her. I love her. <laughs> I mean, not Detroit, Houston. Houston. I love her, but like you know, she she be rapping fast. I'm like, whoa, girl! I went to a city school, a public city school, and I paid attention one third of the time. <laughs> what are you saying, ma'am? She said a lot. She said <laughs> she's a just lot. talking about a come through with a coop and a rooster and the the toot toot and the what? I'll give it to you one more again. I need a boo with a big old rooster uh-huh. to come to the coop and uh-huh. then ruffle my feathers. <laughs> That's the Instagram caption. Yes. That's it. That's the tweet. Workout. <laughs> workout. I took his money, then I burnt out. Hey, skirt out. Fucking with me, you gonna get turned out. Hey, yeah. worked out. Not bend it over. Blow your back out. Hey, blow your back out. Is that pole? Oh, okay. Yeah, pole dancer. That was like her first big hit. That, that was like two years ago? No, that was like, recently. That was Wale song. So it's Wale. Yeah, that is Wale song. It's Wale song mm, featuring. You trying to try me? No, not. Featuring um one the one and only Tina Snow, aka Megan the Stallion. 
Um, I stand. I encourage you all to grab your knees and twerk for your life when this song, when this jam drops. Um, Wale was all right. Yeah. On here. Um, you know, he's the quote unquote gifted rapper, but I forgot everything that he said. You got jokes. Um, come through, Houston. I stand and I live. Pole Dancer is it for me. That is the song for my soul this week. Um, I have a listener letter. It came to my personal inbox on Facebook, but yeah, here we go. Send us your questions to hereforapod at gmail or any inbox where you can find us on social media. In this case, my personal Facebook. <laughs> Atlanta Trade sent us, oh my gosh, I'm behind on the podcast and just now listening to the one about trans students at Morehouse. I'm so through with you and Superman. Y'all are so wrong about this. I have never disagreed with y'all so much. Bless your heart. Morehouse is a school for men, including trans men. If a student transitions to female, they no longer meet the requirements for being a student at Morehouse. This has zero to do with masculinity or how they present. Strictly how they identify. HBCUs have issues when it comes to the LGBT community, but I don't have a problem with this new policy at all. And so I responded with, girl, our focus was about the intent, the tangled past that Morehouse has with their trying to say that the gay girls couldn't have a day or a week and then the gay girls couldn't do this and this and this. Wear then, lipstick on campus, wear skinny jeans or skirts. Morehouse is like, oh yeah, but we welcome trans men. Huh? Where y'all come from? I mean, like, it's not about the policy. It's about, girl, are y'all doing this to spite the gay girls? I I was telling Atlanta Trey, I think that's where more of our focus was. Is it? Intent versus impact is also important. I think we talked about that. So the intent of an organization versus what its actual impact is, is what what needs to be analyzed in in these circumstances. I know that people... In the South, in Georgia, and definitely in Atlanta, feel very impassioned about this subject. Um, but you also have to take yourself out of those places and think about the country and the world at large. Though those things may be great and traditions of Atlanta and traditions of Georgia, we just gotta we gotta hold on to those. Those are the same things that kept slaves in Georgia. Those are the same things that kept slaves in Texas. Those are the same things that kept rights from people when rights were on the books for the rest of the country for people that look like you. Those are the same things that make it possible for uh, people to be shot leaving a Walgreens because they they were perceived to be shoplifters. What? Because there's a story out there. I'm I'm trying to educate. Um. There's a reason that those that things like this are allowed in certain parts of the country. And you've got to take yourself out of the context of I live in Atlanta and I know Morehouse is this bastion of education for, quote unquote, men. It needs to surpass that. We need to hold our own HBCUs, our own schools to a higher standard than PWIs and to any other institution in the whole world. This should be the most inclusive because we were the most disadvantaged throughout this country and throughout this Mm, country's history. Which is why HBCUs exist. Which is why. (laughs) They exist because we didn't have a space to go other places. So when we start being so exclusive to kick other people out of spaces 
that were created for black people in the first place. The minority we become, kicking the minority. We become just as tyrannical as the white people that kicked us out of universities for looking a certain way. So y'all can get the fuck out of here with that one. Um, I'm dis- I'm okay with you being disappointed. Um, growth is important. Uh, just as I talked about in the affirmation um, at the beginning of the podcast, you can um, stay in victimhood if you would like. You can always be a little bird that is innocent and... <laughs> what? Okay. I see where you're going. I'm listening. Okay. Laughter was just my nervous laughter. Okay. Listen to where this You can always be the little bird that is innocent with its beak in the sand and not aware of your surroundings. But take your head out of the sand, look at the world around you, and understand a bigger perspective than what is going on in just in Atlanta, in Atlanta and just in Georgia. They are kicking people out of a school because of the way that they present. And the way that they present is otherworldly than that of any other Morehouse man, quote unquote. That doesn't fly. Okay, so I tried to speak for you, but clearly we don't feel the same way. Okay, great. We don't feel the same way. Okay. Um, what are you here for this week? Are you here for something? I am. Um, speaking of browning things up. Oh, my God. I put a pin in it and I'm coming <laughs> right back to it. Um, for those of you that can keep up. Um, Miss... USA, oh, Miss Teen USA, uh huh, and Miss America, come on, are all dark skin. Miss Universe too. Um, Isn't that Miss Universe? No. Okay. They ain't gonna give us that. Okay, I was just like, I remember it was a lot of things. I just saw comma, comma, comma. I was like, oh, oh, and the other one too, and that was okay. I just got excited. <laughs> um, the other one was a, um. There was a drag. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. There was a trans pageant that went on, and the winner was a trans woman of color. Oh. I did not highlight that one because there have been trans women of color winning the same pageant for years. Okay. So that is nothing new. Oh, okay. Whereas this is the the first year yeah. that all three of these major beauty pageants have had a black woman winner. Come on. And a dark skinned woman Come at on. that. Two of them having kinky slash curly hair, mm. which is completely yeah. Not the norm. Mm. The norm has been when you are a black winner of these things, you look like the classically Vanessa Williams, somewhat light-skinned, somewhat racially ambiguous, straight hair, maybe uh, exotic-looking eye. Those are the type of black women that... Then Kenya Moore comes along. And then there was... Well, Kenya Moore wore contacts back then, too, so... (laughs) Different topic. (laughs) Different topic. Oh, but we're here for it today. I am here for it today. today. In 2019, these three black major beauty pageants are reflecting what the standard of beauty has been and should be and probably will be for uh, seasons, for decades to come. And that is the black woman, the natural black woman. uh, One of them did have relaxed or flat ironed hair. But okay, cool. Okay. But it was still very thick. <clears throat> it wasn't Becky hair. No shade. Um, the beauty standards in this country are finally reflecting what they should have been since white women wanted darker skin, fuller lips, bigger asses, and braids. Oh, it's on sale now. Yeah. And some of it's discounted. <laughs> and some of it's discounted. And so white women have been chasing and pursuing this blackness for as long as they have seen it. And Wow. Um they've been pursuing it while also maintaining that the standard of beauty is a white woman with blonde hair that is hundred and fifty pounds. Looking at you, Brooklyn Heights. Um so finally the, this country is moving in a direction 
that is more in line with what the real standard of beauty is in this country. And the real standard of beauty for a woman is dark skin, kinky, curly hair, beautiful, educated, powerful. I'm here for it. This week, I'm here for DC's Youth Pride Day that happened over the weekend. Um, Smile was there, S-M-Y-A-L. Nova House, N-O-V-A, standing for Northern Virginia. Um, there was like a DC cheer team that had a gay, black gay man on it. and um, A comedian, a rapper. There was just so many people out there for representing for the people under age 24, LGBT youth. And definitely the tribute to Nigel Shelby, which is why I made sure I arrived on time. Because yeah, they did that promptly at 1230, and I needed to be there for that. And that meant a lot to me. So shout out to DC's Youth Pride Day uh, that happened over the weekend. It was just so great to see all of the people together in DuPont Circle. As well as Racine and Impulse DC. Well, y'all was there, but mm, it's about the youth. Y'all all over the age. So shout out to everybody under age 24 that was there. Um, Not you. Because that's what the day was about. <laughs> Not you. I was there for the Nigel Shelby tribute. So. <laughs> Very New York. Not you. Not you. <laughs> Not you. Not you. Not you. Not you. Not you. But I love the occasion. So yeah, Youth Pride cool. was great. Shout out to L. L. Washington, um, one of the um, project, man- project managers okay. and ambassadors for, for Youth Pride. She did her thing typically. Yeah, um, she had her her paper. She have a clipboard. She had her paper this way, that way. You over here. You're gonna be on in five minutes. Go over there. And I was just like, oh yes, work woman. Work and woman. she had her business fish ponytail. <laughs> business fish was available. <laughs> yeah, she was very business. She was very business. Shout out to her. And she also won an award the next day. So okay. um, amazing visibility uh, for voices that, that that need to be visible, that should what be visible. What do people in rural communities do? Though? And that, while I was there... Nothing? <laughs> I was there, and I was there, and I was just like, wow, I wonder, like, I'm here in D.C., and I'm so privileged to have, like, in DuPont Circle, where rent is, like, child. And we are out here celebrating LGBT youth. I just, like, feel so bad for people in rural areas that need this same type of Acknowledgement of existence, at least at minimum. Get the fuck out. But everybody shouldn't have to move to New York, DC, LA, Miami to just be accepted. I mean, should or they should not have to move. They should not. They shouldn't. But they shouldn't. Me in Minnesota. Good luck with that. I would like to see it. The current climate is just that's. But that's what I was reflecting on when I was at Youth Pride. Okay, but. Well, it has come to our favorite portion of the episode. If you are new to Here For A Podcast, it is time for our last call. Last call meaning we are going to take a shot and talk about the last topic of the episode. If you have tequila available, gin, vodka, or semen. I think we're doing gin next week because we've been tequila in it up. That's my blood type. <laughs> if you have chin, a gin, tequila, vodka, or semen available, take a shot with us. Mm. Woo, that took a second. Shout out to Milagro. It usually goes down smoother than that. That might be a bad bitch. Um, Dr. Zuleika Zaveos of Latin and Australian background runs an amazing website called theothersociologist.com 
on her website, she talks about um, topics like the sociology of sexuality, about how Queen Victoria was so mad that the rich um, men's was all sleeping together on the DL. It was called two-spirited back then, but Queen Victoria demanded that um, physicians at the time study the subject and came up with the term homosexual, and then Queen Victoria said that homosexuals need to be outlawed because heterosexual was the norm the normal and hetero what blah, stuff sociology okay um, she talks about Zuleika Zaveo talks about um lazy stereotypes about generation y and the last topic i wrote down was queer people of color racism and dating i was like i know they were gonna get the girl that's a buzzword right there queer people of color racism and dating so check out the other sociologist.com and check out some of dr zuleika zaveo's um work i will do my best to remember to leave this, this link in the description shout out work um two-spirited also means different things nowadays um oh here we go meet hashtag me too movement no it's not me too it's what it actually really is because uh, what the English people were talking about is not what two-spirited is two-spirited was way before Queen, Queen oh, Victoria oh yeah like Vic, 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 Queen Victoria was not girl what are two-spirited you talking about two-spirited predates y'all borrowed this and didn't even take the recipe right yeah two-spirited predates anything that came out of Europe no shade um my last call is <laughs> the truth jumped out my last call is to The Invisible Life by Elin Harris uh, it came out 25 years ago. I just got a new audiobook by Elaine Harris I need to read. Okay. And it was the first book about and by a gay man that I and a lot of kids from my generation read. Including me. Um, I knew I was gay after I read that book. I was like, bisexual? First of all, me, bisexual. A joke. <laughs> Still a joke. <laughs> it hit like grits. <laughs> Somebody just died right now laughing at that joke. <laughs> and then I read Invisible Life. I hit it under my pillow. Um... Again, a lot of the kids from my generation and a couple after my generation uh, read Elin Harris's books, revered Elin Harris's books, um, and sadly, we don't have one of those today. We don't have like a, a author that people would just clamor to go to the bookstore to go, go read it. a black gay story anymore. Um, but since we don't, then we can still celebrate what we do have, and what we do have is an anthology by Elin Harris. There's a spread of books um, that followed Invisible Life. Invisible Life just happens to be one of my favorite. I loved Basketball Jones as a close number two. But mm. um, Invisible Life um, was a story about a regular guy that was traversing his sexuality and learning about the world around him at the same time. No different than white stories about white boys Figuring out life around themselves, but just with girls and getting more acclaim. Well, that awards. white girl just was into BDSM. Okay, Fifty Shades. Yes, <laughs> um, a billion dollar movie franchise, and we don't have an Elin Harris movie, I don't movie know out what yet. Y'all doing? Anyway, Why I would time? pay so much money. <laughs> I would pay so much money to see a Basil movie. So people that have not read Elin Harris books, because he's got to be cute. He got to be like. A Morris Chest, and the way mm. I envisioned him was like a Morris. I see more Boris Kojo, like the way that Elon described oh, him. He's oh, more. Oh Boris my German! Kojo. Oh my German man! Yeah, Boris Kojo. Yeah, definitely like bald headed but statuesque with it. Mm. Yeah, more. I think more Boris Kojo. More Boris. Okay. Um, and you will you will know this character once you read the book. <laughs> yeah, you'll you see guys. it. You'll see it. 
for those of you that have not read the books, if you've never read the books, you don't know what I'm talking about, do yourself a favor. You can get on to Amazon. You can get on a Kindle and get the audio books if you're too lazy to read and turn pages and stuff like that. You can get an audio book. It's all on audio books now. But if you're old school and you want to read the book and flip some pages, it's a great book to start with. Um, and the payoff is that you know now, because of the luxury of time, that there's going to be a sequel. Yeah. We didn't know back in our days. (laughs) We was just like, oh my God, this book is so good. And then a year or two later comes, oh my God, it's another book coming out. And then we didn't know that they were all interconnected with different characters. There was was no Wendy Williams to do a press tour or nothing. You just go to Elon Harris did his own press tours. Uh, he went out to yeah. Outright when Outright was um, in still, open, still open in Atlanta. He yeah. he would do a press tour starting in, in Atlanta because he lived there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, started his press tour in Atlanta and then just sell the book everywhere he went and mm-hmm. sold so many copies. All the books were New York Times bestsellers. Um, I feel like it is an impetus uh, and definitely uh, motivation for my own uh, literary journey. Um, I'm excited to be on the other end of that spectrum because I knew what it was like to be um, a young black kid without representation, definitely on TV or anywhere else in media. And all I had to do was pick up a book and read it to find my own representation and have to visualize it because I wasn't going to see it on TV. I wasn't going to see it in movies. And so all I had was these books and that would create this great imagination that I have today. Shout out to Invisible Life. I read that book. I knew. Oh, child. What? Mm. Anything else? Touch me, tease me. I was gay when I read Invisible Life. I was like 15. Yeah, do yourself a favor. Again, like I said. um, Reread Invisible Life. It's mess. It's mess in it. It's sex. It's coming out stories. It's Mm. DL boys. It's bisexual women. He he authored 10 consecutive books that made the New York Times bestseller list. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hits. 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 (laughs) That stick like Ritz. Um, Originally, no publisher would even touch it. So when he wrote Invisible Life, he sold um, the first copies of Invisible Life out of his trunk. Sure did. Um, they wouldn't touch it because the subject matter was obviously about gay black people and uh. It was talk. Zane. It was the gay version of Zane. It was well. It was way before Zane even was a thing. <laughs> it was like what do you? Um, but it also touched on the HIV epidemic mm-hmm. and well, they had to. <laughs> they didn't want. They just wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole or a ten inch dick. Apparently. And what was that category called? You said kind of sex where the blood is involved oh um edge play oh yeah yeah it was definitely very very on the edge back then um so yeah look up the invisible life by elon harris if you have if you have not read it before read that and then get ready for the next two books because there's a trilogy from invisible life and then he comes back to different characters throughout the anthology of the other books yeah but it's so much other like if you can get involved in fucking Harry Potter and Game of Thrones books, you can read this. <laughs> you shouldn't have to have to say that to uh the I shouldn't I, have to. But you know, they say like you shouldn't have to say Ariana Grande sounds like Mariah Carey. You should just be able to say Ariana Grande is her own artist and she is worthy of listening to. <laughs> so it's like when you say Elin Harris books are amazing, you shouldn't have to say well, if y'all can do this, y'all can do this. Just Elin Harris's books are great. They stand and speak for themselves. I, I recognize ten that. Ten books consecutively made the New York Times bestsellers list. Go read Invisible Life. Start with Invisible Life. Um, and then all the rest, read the other ten. And tell me what you guys' it favorites are. like, take me as I am. Something yes. about a, as I am. As it, I am. 
that was an amazing book. Um, all of them are good, though. I'm like, I can't even remember all the titles because I was just so story, 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 story. Who cares what the title is? Give me more. All of them pages. All of them are page turners too. Like I need. I was story. a slow reader, and so I will credit Elin Harris with this because I feel like I was a slower reader story, before story, story. I read his books, and then I became a faster reader. Anyway, the wind blows was so good. Yeah. Ooh. A love of my own. Oh, yes, so good. Mm. Yandy okay. was my girl. <laughs> it was just Yandy so went through so much. Poor Yandy. <laughs> Again, you will know who I, what I'm talking about. The real life Yandy this. and the Yandy. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I forgot about the real life Yandy. A lot of a lot. There's a lot of reflections. There. I'm not naming my baby Yandy. Nobody named the success baby Yandy. rate. It's it's real low. It's real low. Anyway, that is my last call this week. Get you a Elin Harris book, Start Come with on. Invisible Life, and get on down the road with the rest of them. Um, rest in peace, Masande. You should have packed your shit and went to Atlanta. You could have came to D.C. You could have went anywhere else but fighting these white people's wars. But these white people's wars that fucked around and got you killed out here. And now Grey Worm, with his fine ass... Is out here alone And he probably gonna die Cause he gotta fight these white people Cause he mad They didn't kill the black queen Some of y'all won't catch that But that's okay R.I.P. Masande That is this week's episode Of Here For It Podcast Follow the show on the internet Hereforitpod.com Get our merch Our merch is available Hereforitshop.com And follow me on the internet At Ronald Matters And of course RonaldMatters.com I am the Superman T H E E M Ooh T H E E S U P A M A N. Um and you can find me laying in the same bed that um Billy Porter was on when he entered the <laughs> McGalla. See y'all next week. <clears throat> Take your Shuvada. The revolution will be televised. <laughs>